If you're into science, then you know a random assortment refers to chromosomes and how they are filed. But this ain't that. Yes, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Random Assortment, hosted by me, your boy, Sean. You already know the vibes. Do me a solid. Go and follow our show page at Random Assortment Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you visit our website. Get you some episode updates at www.randomassortmentpodcast.com. Happy to announce that we are now streaming on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We're working diligently to be available on all streaming podcast platforms, but I think the Holy Trinity is a good start. If you already follow us on Instagram, you know Keisha was supposed to be on this third episode. We unfortunately had some technical difficulties and had to reschedule. One thing me and Keisha discussed was purpose, and I want to jump headfirst into that before I begin our topic for this EP. Uh, For me, purpose is important. So again, hello, my name is Sean, full name Deshaun, and I am from Harlem, New York. I'm a self-proclaimed writer and singer. Um, I started writing when I was in like the fifth or sixth grade. I was attending Central Park East Elementary, which at the time was right across the street from 106 and Park. Shout out to Free and AJ. Uh, But it was an English class, which at the time was my favorite. I didn't quite know why exactly. And we had a special project, so I decided to write a poem. Um, I don't think I've put my pen down since. Every workbook, some of which I still have, either has poetry or short stories behind it. As I got older, I continued to write. I'd say around 16, I realized, yo, I could transpose my poetry into song lyrics if I added a little flowing cadence. So that became my outlet at the time. I unfortunately didn't follow that as a career for a lot of reasons, but primarily because I didn't think it was possible. Um, I didn't have the confidence to share my work. And I was more focused on money, unfortunately, when I was fresh out of high school. Singing was even before writing. I remember being about five or six years old in Catholic school. Shout out to St. Mark's in Harlem. And I was singing on Kelly like I was having sex. I wasn't, to be clear. Uh, My aunts down south always record me singing and popping my fingers. So music and writing innately are within me. Music single-handedly has the ability to change my whole mood. I could be super tight have a music sess, and sing as loud as I can. And I'm going to come out of that with an entirely different mood, real talk. But like with writing, I just didn't believe in myself. And so I didn't pursue that as a career option. So my work now primarily is rooted in refocusing on redeeming myself, reclaiming my time. I've always felt like I'd be working something more than a nine to five. You, You ever had that feeling like within you that your destiny was more than just to be working at a regular job? Um, And I definitely always knew I had purpose. Um, I'm certainly good at more things than writing and singing. So low key, this is kind of my rebirth. And there's still a lot of work to be done, but knowledge is power, right? I started the podcast because I wanted to do one for a while. Um, I discussed that with my boy TP and EP1. I wanted to bridge a gap between popular culture and education because G shit, everybody doesn't have the bandwidth for politics. Not even me most times. My work will be centered on black political issues, hot topics, food, and culture. Of course, that won't be all we cover, and every episode won't have a heaviness. That's what I wanted to avoid. There's certainly material existing in this space that covers these things. Definitely a lot of material covering just entertainment and news. I like it all. As a black man, I feel a certain level of responsibility to my people, to the culture, Uh, What I didn't initially realize is how much of a vehicle the podcast will become for my friends in entertainment and art. So it's super dope that all of us artists who are less popular can celebrate each other because 
Let's be real, right? You don't have to be a megastar to be successful. Let's normalize that. But enough about me. I want to get into our first story, and I want to give a major shout out to Pinky Cole. She is the founder of Slutty Vegan in Atlanta, probably the most popular vegan burger joint in the States. In conjunction with Varro Bank, Pinky gave every Atlanta Clark graduate a new LLC. So not only did they leave the building as a college graduate, but also as a business owner. The first I've ever heard of this happening, the vegan community is definitely up with this one. And this is how you set people up for success. Shout out to all the graduates this year of 2022, wishing you a fruitful and prosperous future. One talking point that stuck with me during her speech was, and I quote, I want you to fail so hard you become an expert in failure and you get a PhD in failology. I think that we're taught that failing is wrong and it paints this farce of perfection that we shouldn't subscribe to. Go out into the world and fail. Just make sure you get back up with a vengeance. I want to add that as a resident vegan, it's not as hard as people make it seem to transition. I'm not trying to force it on anybody, but if you are interested in becoming a vegan, start slow. I'm going to give you a few tips here on how to start. I think that these base items can help you form a lot of other things in the kitchen. So you want to swap out your bases, cow milk for oat, soy, or almond. Turn your dairy butter in with a non-dairy butter. I prefer Earth Balance. Get you a vegan mayo. There's a lot of options. Veganaise is one that I use. Uh, if you like hamburger meat, I suggest Impossible because it's the closest to actual hamburger meat in taste and texture. You know, if you don't mind a little preservatives. And remember, stop thinking so much. A lot of what you already eat is vegan. If it doesn't have animal products or byproducts or dyes, uh, it's likely vegan. But make sure you're reading them ingredients too. And if all else fails, head out to your local Chipotle, get you a taco bowl or burrito, fill it with rice, beans, veggies, some guac on top. You got this. I got your back. Them tacos be busting, by the way. I ain't gonna hold you. On down to my next topic, and this one is a heavy one. Before I start, I'd like to send my condolences to the individuals and families of the mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. On Saturday, May 14th, it was like any other afternoon in Top Supermarket on the east side of Buffalo. According to a report by CNN, 18-year-old Caucasian supremacist Peyton Gindron murdered several people in the parking lot of Top Supermarket before entering and killing pedestrians and an armed security guard. He entered the market wearing body armor, a military-grade helmet, yielding two rifles and a shotgun. The word nigger written on the barrel of one of his weapons. Peyton killed 10 people, wounding three others in this predominantly black neighborhood before exiting the market and surrendering peacefully to the police. He began the attack streaming live via Twitch. The stream was cut two minutes in by the service. The young man cites the great replacement theory as his reasoning. So many emotions from a lot of people following this shooting, naturally. Um, very sad story. The article says that this man had been publicly planning this attack on social media for months, even mentioning the security guard and hoping he wouldn't get killed by him. The question that keeps populating is how? How did no one take the online threat serious? How did no one find this man in full armor suspicious? How did Twitch react after cutting the stream? And how is this man able to surrender peacefully after yielding his weapon? Which seems like a strange question, but considering the number of unarmed minorities who are murdered, it's a valid question. We're talking about people's lives, and it's just within my nature to be conscious of my words and how they make people feel. 
In a world with so many platforms to voice your opinion, be conscious of what you put into the world. I first want to touch on activism a little. By textbook definition, an activist is a person who campaigns political or social change. I've never really considered myself an activist, but I've always been invested in political and social issues. I keep myself abreast, I vote, and I try to remain objective as possible. If you're a friend or family member, then you know I always bring awareness to these issues via social media and try to present objective thinking slash talking points. Um, is what I'm doing major? No, in my opinion, but it certainly keeps the conversation going. I remember after reading Michael Max, I did briefly want to get deeper into activism. Reading the material will sway you to want to do that. I'm from Harlem and I get harassed by the police on a regular basis. I can be fully suited and get pulled over. I've been arrested and charged with a crime I hadn't committed. So naturally, my work would have been rooted in criminal justice. For some reason, I started by writing all the names of the minorities who had been killed by the police at the time. And this was a few years ago. That list was still over a few hundred. Diving into their stories, reading ridiculous sponsors from PDs across the states, drawing out cases without repercussion. Uh, one thing was clear. This work was very emotionally draining, but I still do whatever I can to promote the evolution of black and brown people. I was actually talking to my friend Curell from New York City, who is an activist, and we discuss activism in a modern world and what that looks like for so many people. Where I wanted to count myself out as an activist, he told me not to because every little bit counts. Um, so shout out to him. About two years ago, I shot my very first podcast pilot. It was just me, Curell, and a microphone. It's a great brother, man. Very objective and informed. I'm hoping to get him on for you guys soon. This is actually my first time hearing of the Great Replacement Theory. From what I read, the theory states that it's believed non-whites are being purposely placed into the U.S. with the intention of overpowering Caucasian power in politics. I want to reiterate that this is just a theory. It is not fact. I also think it's a ridiculous theory with not enough substantiated evidence to support its claims. It unfortunately was enough to get Peyton in his car and shoot up top supermarket. I'm sure there was more racism at play behind the scene in Peyton's life. If you don't already, I'd like you to go follow my favorite activist at Sean King. You can get some action steps, objective insight and leadership from him. If you are a minority in a stand your ground state, please stand your ground. The world is a scary place. Protect yourself and your family. Lastly, if you didn't know, this year is the 2022 mid-election set for Tuesday, November 8th. All 435 seats in the House of Representatives and 35 Senate seats are up for grabs. The House makes and passes federal laws, so this is an important one. Get out there and register to vote. There's plenty of time before November. If you're unable to vote for whatever reason, get an absentee ballot. There are various reasons why you'd be allowed to submit an absentee ballot from work to disabilities. You can find these stipulations on your local government's voting website. Go and open up a Google search real quick. Type register to vote and then include your state of residence. And voila, information galore. Get your ass out there and vote. It's time for us to tune in and not tune out and create some real sustainable change. While we talk in politics, I want to give a shout out to Jay-Z and Rock Nation. I was reading a story written by Kay Johnson on the Jasmine brand. And Rock Nation has implemented the United Justice Coalition to raise social justice awareness. A conference is set for July 23rd in New York City. Notable mentions associated with the movement are Charlemagne the God, activist Van Jones, and Tamika Mallory. 
we should know that Hove is no stranger to social justice reform. Uh, he did produce a Trayvon Martin docuseries uh, that was premiered by Paramount in 2018. If you remember back in 2017 when Meek Mill was arrested for violating his probation, it was said that Hove did assist in help paying his legal fees. Uh, Hove assisted with the release of 21 Savage from an ICE jail. He launched a social justice partnership with the NFL. Eh. His criminal justice reform organization, Reform Alliance, worked to limit probation maximums to one year for misdemeanors and two years for felonies. And those facts were cited by John L. Gibson of CheatSheet.com. So Hove has been on his respectfully. It took a New York nigga, huh? No news here. Shout out to Hove for being intentional with his influence, coming from a life of selling drugs. We got to commend that man. We need more voices of his caliber because unless a rapper is saying it, Y'all ain't listening. Uh, this last story, Apple has announced it'll discontinue the iPod 21 years after its first release. The first iPod was released in 2001, and at the time when we were using MP3 players, it was a game changer. The memory bank was lit, playlist creation, sound quality. We were up. I'll forever remember the cookouts with them plugged in those big-ass speakers. And you know you had to find the right persons because everybody can't curate a fire playlist. Um, if you do still own an iPod, I'd probably hold on to it since in a few years with them off the market, they'll be considered vintage. The latest version, 7th generation iPod Touch, was released May 2019 and discontinued May 2022. Certainly the end of an era. Just curious, what do y'all listen to y'all music on now? For me, it's my phone. I can't do more than one device. But y'all head on over to our IG and let us know how you consume the bulk of your music today. As we bring this very short solo episode to an end, I want to leave y'all with a quote from my favorite feminist author and professor, may she rest in peace, Bell Hooks. This quote states, many of us learned that passivity lessened the possibility of attack. So I want y'all to think about that for a second. No ponder on that. And I want to thank you for listening today to the random assortment. You already know the vibes. And I'll see y'all next time. Peace.